World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time <gasps> for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, I'm fighting a little bit of a cold today. Got a raspy voice and we're getting through it. I'm feeling okay. My nose running a little bit. All that kind of stuff. I'm excited. Uh, I'm losing weight. Down about uh, five my weight this morning. I was down six yesterday. Those out there, if you still want to get involved with us, we can help you uh, uh, cleanse your temple, get your temple in shape, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, uh, I, I want look. I'm kind of pressured for time today because we got a lot of good stuff going on that I want to talk about. You are not going to want to miss when I get to. I'm just telling you, you're not going to want to miss it. And uh, we're going to start out. We're going to. Have Get communion. We're going to take communion here in about in a few minutes. But I want to bring in uh, Liberty Mel at the the uh, Liberty Action Network to talk about an initiative we have going on, and we want to pray uh, for uh, for, uh, for the judges against the judges for Pastor Dunphy and people on trial. I'm going to do all that here at the beginning. So Mel, you're you're up first. Serve to you, Mel. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Hey, everybody. So I just wanted to do an overview of some things that are happening right now because we've got some new actions and some upcoming events. So, Spencer, if you'd kind of scroll down there on the front page, as you know, we are in the midst of doing a 12-day intercession for Pastor Bill Dunphy and all the January Sixers. So that's the one that's posted there first that we've been talking about. The second one, I just wanted to let you know that I haven't really put it up as an action as much as a resource. So there is letter 231, and I think Coach has mentioned it. But if you are looking for information on that, that letter was dropped January 1st of this year. 231 military veterans signed their name to that, you know, asking for military accountability. It's pretty. It's a pretty big deal. It, it reminds me a little bit of, you know, signing the Declaration of Independence and putting your name out there. So if you want information on that, um, Bards FM, Scott Kesterson has been covering that extensively. He's one of the signers on that. So I just wanted to let you know that that is available at the LibertyActionNetwork.com website. Spencer, if you would go please to upcoming events. I'm excited that we're, we're getting filled, you know, people are starting to contact me more with events and I'm really glad about that. So as you know, Coach just mentioned that, you know, for um, six weeks we're going to be transforming your temple. So that's the one that's posted there first. Um, Tim Tuber, as you know, on Thursday nights is joining the Romans, the Gateway to Wisdom. He did a great uh, teaching last night, by the way. I was able to get in. It was a great teaching last night. Awesome. Thank you so much. And then um, we have a new member, um, MOVCAC in Ohio and West Virginia, <clears throat> excuse me, that's having an annual day of remembrance in Marietta, Ohio. So if you're close to that. But then if you scroll down a little bit further, We've got the men's weekend that Coach has been talking about. And then there's a specific was the election stolen event that's happening on Saturday, January 27th from 1 to 4 o'clock. So I just wanted to bring your, your attention to these events. So, you know, when you think of the Liberty Action Network, you think of us for actions and events. So 
Um, anyway, be sure to go there, thelibertyactionnetwork.com, if you're interested in participating in any of these. Thanks, Coach. Man, you got a lot done in there, Mel. Appreciate all the stuff that you got going on. There is a lot of stuff going on. We're after it. By the way, um, we've got Dr. Frank up now on the screen. January 27th, that's a Saturday when we're doing the men's retreat. January 27th, he's going to talk about local board of education voting rules, what needs to be done to save our country, hear about the success of others, and learn what you and others can do locally. I, I, I maybe I would live stream. It. I don't know if it's worth all of you out there if you would if you'd watch it. It's gonna be it'll be long, it'll be good. It's gonna be really, really good. So look forward to all that. Um, <clears throat> I just got distracted here to look at something over here. Thanks, Mel, for all doing that. We're gonna do the. We want to uh, pull up right now. We want to do the prayer and intercession for, against Washington D.C. And then we're gonna have uh, Joe's gonna come in and gonna lead us in communion after we do that. So. I'm a little distracted on this and be honest with you. Uh, what psalm are we reading? What psalm are we reading? Psalm 33, right? Who's going to jump in here and read? I'm going to have Tim Tuber. No, he's he's probably, he's probably in the dark out there. Who's going to come in and not that you're in the dark, Tim. I mean, can still, I read it, Coach? Sure, you can. Sure, you can, Mary okay. Beth. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so let's go ahead and read this and then we're going to pray. And what what's the focus of our prayer? Folks, listen, I'm trying to train you now, okay? When, the, when you read the scripture and you agree with it, what do you do? Say amen. amen. You, don't amen. Unmute, you don't have to unmute yourself to do that. But if you agree with it, amen. You're giving your amen. I agree with it. Wherever two or more are gathered, he's in the midst. It's a multiplication impact. You understand? Okay. So go ahead, Mary Beth. Go ahead and read Psalm 33. And we are aiming our swords today at the judicial system, which Randy organized our events to go to the 12 uh, uh, district courts. We did that. People are staking their courthouses. People are staking all kinds of things like that. And we are specifically focusing on justice and judgment, which the Lord loves. And we want justice and judgment in the good old U.S. of A to return to Washington, D.C. So go ahead, Mary Beth. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise Amen. the Lord with harp. Sing unto him with the psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Amen. Sing unto him an, a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. Amen. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. Amen on he that loves, <laughs> He loves righteousness and judgment. The Amen. earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Amen. I love righteousness and judgment. <laughs> By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. He Thank gathered you. the waters of the sea together as an heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Amen, Let does. all the earth fear the Lord. Amen, Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Yes, I do. For Thank he you. spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. It sure did. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He Amen. makes the de devices of the people of no effect. No effect. The counsel no. of the Lord stands. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The thoughts of His heart to all generations. All generations, our children and our grandchildren. Thank you, Lord. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the Amen. people whom He hath chosen for His own inheritance. He chose them. Huh? He chose them for His own inheritance. Thank you, Lord. The Lord looks from heaven. He beholdeth all the sons of men from the place of his habitation 
He looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions Amen. their hearts alike. He Amen. considereth all their works. He does. There is, there is no king saved by the multitude of an Amen. host. A mighty man is not delivered Amen. by much strength. If the Lord ain't a in horse. your corner, you're alone, baby. If the Lord ain't in your corner, you're alone. Lord, if you don't do it, we can't do it. Thank you, Lord. Uh, a horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Amen. Behold, the eye of the Lord is, is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. Thank you, Lord. To deliver their soul from death and to keep yes. them alive in famine. Thank you, Lord. Our soul... Our soul waits for the Lord. He is you, our Lord. help and our shield. Yep. yep we're waiting for you. For, for our hearts shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Yes, Let thy are. mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. Justice and judgment, Lord. Justice and judgment. Who wants to pray? Who wants to pray over that court? Go ahead. Somebody come in and do it. I'll pray. Go ahead. Heavenly Father, we're thankful this morning for this gathering. Lord, we're, we come to you, Lord, in petition for Bill Dunphy, Lord, Pastor, uh, that you would move upon the hearts of men, yes, as, your as your scripture says, that you do intercede for the righteous, that you, that you do fight our battles, that nothing, nothing is won outside of, of your strength. And we're thankful, Lord, for the hope that you've given us. We're believing that righteousness will prevail here for Bill and that you will move upon the court and that you will, that justice will be done and the righteousness that he stood for will prevail that day. Lord, we just ask you to comfort his family. Yes, Give the attorneys the words that he needs to say. Lord, let them have an ear. Your word constantly says, let them have an ear to hear and let the word penetrate not only their ear, but into their hearts, and that they might move, and and justice would prevail, and Bill would be uh, acquitted of all things because he didn't do anything wrong. He was only standing standing for righteousness, Lord. And I just again, continue to minister to us throughout this time, and as we intercede for Pastor Bill, and and really all of those that are wrongly being persecuted because of their actions. Uh, not only in January 6th, but across the country, many, many men are standing um, in the face of tyranny. And we just ask that you would, again, move upon the, this country and the people and that righteousness would prevail. We ask these things in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Amen, Dave. Amen. 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 Thank you, Dave. Amen. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for doing that. Uh, oh, I got, I got stuff I want to talk about. Uh, hey, Joe. Lead us into communion over one in one spirit of unity that we're going to believe what we just read and what Dave just prayed. Go ahead, Joe. Okay, uh, producer. Thank you, sir. Um, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by faith, of, by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Amen. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves are also found sinners, 
is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For though, for I through the, the law am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Thank you, Lord. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Amen. Uh, let's say a short prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you again with gratitude in our hearts that, for this day that you have made and for seeing fit that we here all can join you and each other in this day, that our hearts are beating and our lungs are full. And we thank you, Lord, for the challenges that make us stronger. And we thank you for the blessings you give us. And we thank you for our warm homes and warm meals that we prepare in, the, in this time of the year. And we thank you for the victory, Lord, this emerging, this just coming around the corner, the new sunrise of truth that's emerging, Lord, of this, this sun that's going to disclose all the hidden uh, lies and things that we've been living uh, in, our, in our world for so long. This sunrise of truth is going to reveal, Lord, the terrible lies that have been told to us for so long. And we're grateful that the people that we have been praying for will finally see the truth that they, of the lies they have been living in. And Lord, we, uh, we are so grateful for your son who gave everything and more than we can understand that we who believe in him may not perish but have everlasting life. And so we now remember what he did, Lord, we remember that now with this bread and this wine, we ask you to bless it, the bread and the drink, representing the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and we ask you to forgive us our sins and our transgressions as, as we look at and consider our, our, these in, in ourselves because we want to come pure and clean you know, to you when we take communion, Lord. In, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, 
For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, everybody. You have a great weekend. A long one. You too. Amen. Uh, I have an unexpected court appearance in a little bit. Oh, uh, the um, uh, military accountability, that was our sermon last week in church. And we had over 200 signatures by the time church was over. And one of the signatories was at our men's camp, a lieutenant colonel, special forces, so Green Beret. Oh, sure. Yeah, so um, it's pretty amazing where God put me here in this, uh, uh, right in the middle of things. I remember when I was living in Europe and it was, I was thinking, well, I'm so far away from all, everything that's happening in my, in, where I grew up. And then all of a sudden I'm back in it. And, and ra actually the, my church is the one church that didn't close down in the whole, this whole part of Northern California. And, uh, pretty amazing. I didn't even know about this church before I came back. One of my board members was there. It's like God set it all up. He set it all up. All the pieces come into play. It's really amazing. Amen, Joe. Yeah. What's the name of the church, Joe? Amen, Joe. Uh, glad tidings. Um, what they did during during the lockdown, they moved their main their main uh, uh, service to Saturday evening and let other churches come and use their campus uh, during the, the lockdown when if they're and so uh, and all of a sudden I think the, the my uh, my names have got a lot bigger and uh, I attend now two two churches one uh, Saturday evening one Sunday morning and and uh, um, a lot of people at the Sunday morning church uh, uh, told me that they went to Glad Tidings uh, during the lockdown. So, um, but, um, uh, and it's a deliverance church. The, if any of you remember the name Anton LaVey, who was the head of the Church of Satan, in the late 90s he died in a spiritual warfare battle with uh, our church the pastor had his the head of the church of satan's daughter uh, had there she was living with them and they adopted her she was an adult but they adopted her to change her name and were helping her reclaim her life because she had been through literal hell um, and they they were planning on her going through her final uh, 
desecration on Halloween. And in the spiritual battle, the Holy Spirit told pastor to pray for the when um, for the silver cord to be cut when the when Anton LaVey was doing an what is it a uh, astral projection possession of his daughter and so they he pastor had the intercessors pray that the silver cord be broken and Anton LaVey died of a heart attack because he bounced when he tried to re-enter his body so it's pretty Pretty heavy stuff, right out of a right out of a scary movie, you know. Hey, man. hey, I'm back, Joe. Thanks for covering for me. I don't know what went. Computer went down. Yeah, but coach, uh, uh, that military accountability that was our sermon the other day. Oh yeah. Well, good. Yeah. So you know, how, you know how you get mad at churches for not raising their hand and getting in, getting yep. into political life. Well, this is the opposite. This church. Well, good. That's what we need. In fact, I came up with an idea that I want to share with you all right now. Spencer, excuse me. <laughs> I sent you something that says Gary Click. Gary Click. Funny this, that you would say that and that this would happen. The guy here in Ohio that passed, uh, who drove hard on the on the uh, transgender denial bill, call it whatever the heck you want to, right? Um. Uh, this is this is Gary Click. And do you know what? He's a pastor. He's a pastor. Now I was thinking, my goodness, my goodness. What if we raised up a bevy of pastors to run for state senate, state rep? What if we went in and took back our government? Could we do that? Could could we get together and get organized and find an organization, put it all together and say, okay, to everybody in America, here are our Christian candidates. We don't care if it's Republican. We don't care about anything like that. We're going to put into power a majority of pastors. Could we do that? Could See, that's all the left does, isn't it? That's all they do. So Gary Click, I called him yesterday, by the way, I haven't been able to connect with him. Spoke to his spoke to the church secretary, and he's gonna he's gonna call me back. He is a pastor. And so I sat there uh, during the debates, and he was the last guy to speak. And I'm thinking, dude, this guy's hammering it. Are you kidding me? Only to later find out he's a pastor. Could we do that, folks? Could we take over our state house? Do we have enough pastors? Of course we do. Of course we do. Now, do the Republicans want to vote in pastors? They probably don't, do they? They probably don't want to vote in pastors. They want to put, they want to vote in people they can control. Roger Weaver, are you out there, Roger? <clears throat> I think you are. Because I want you to tell us again. Uh, the story yes, tell, tell you the story of your friend who had to vote party line. Is that right, Rog? Well, yes. I, I don't know if I call my friend. But, okay, whatever. But whatever. Um, <laughs> he, the building where I rent space from, he is an, a representative, Ohio rep in our district and canal. Staunch Democrat, but with some conservative views, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
and he was he was not what he was not allowed let me say that again he was not allowed by his party caucus to vote his feelings uh to veto um to override the veto so he was not allowed by the party caucus there you go there you go yeah. i'm going somewhere stay with me okay stay with me so i got a hold of gary uh, gary click yesterday and then i also got a hold of somebody i was sitting there in the in the uh, whatever they called it, the balcony watching what's going on in this pretty little daughter, woman who reminded me of my daughter maggie my daughter maggie our daughter maggie's kind of kind of small pretty small jenna powell and i said golly i know jenna powell jenna powell when i i rented some billboards here for coach dave live i don't know a couple three four years ago jenna powell she's the one who rented me those billboards she's part of that billboard so i i looked up jenna powell because she was a stud in that thing can you see that look at that it's the same jenna powell are you kidding me i called jenna yesterday didn't get i called her i called her i didn't call her office i called her business and i spoke to somebody there and i know jenna powell's going to be calling me back she says, I will continue to support common sense legislation restores the balance of power in our government. We need, folks, we could be doing this. We got to get our minds right and be doing it. Where is the Ohio Christian Alliance or whatever they would be? Let's raise up a bevy of pastors, real pastors, and run them for office. Let's take over the Republican Party. Okay, so I got that off my chest. If I'll put, them, put those in the chat. Because Jenna, I, when I when I spoke to um, Jenna's office, they were so grateful to hear from supporters. I could hear it in their voice. Because you know what they're getting all day, right? They're getting lefty calls. You sob, what are you doing? Who do you think they're getting? Uh, you you uh, Christian fundamental. Uh, you know the calls are getting. And so I picked up the phone and I called both of them. I said, "Daggone it!" God bless you. We need more like you. You stand up and you keep fighting. There's millions of us out here that are in support. And we all need that encouragement. So I'm putting it in the chat. And I would ask all of you today to make a call to them. Make a call to them. And I don't know who it is. I don't know whether it's Mel. I don't know whether Craig. I don't know whoever it is. Let's pull this together and let's run some pastors. Could you imagine if we got a coalition of pastors, pastors for Congress, pastors for state? Can you imagine? Pastors. And they were going in. They got their own caucus already. I think we can do it. Because who runs the state? Who runs the state rep? Hey, Glenn, you out there, Glenn? Does everybody who runs the state rep, do they have to be ordained by the party? Does the party have to come along and ordain them, or can just a, a pastor throw his name in the hat? How does that uh, work? You, you just have to. You just have to be. You just have to want to run. Uh, you know, no, but no party backs you. Uh, you you just get in and in the game and and run. All right, so that's something somebody ought to be looking at. We ought to be doing that instead of sitting around and whining and moaning. Oh my and oh me and. We have to be on the we have, we have to be on the on the offense. We have to be on the offense. My I am built that way. The old football coach in me is built that way. We're on the offensive here. Let's go, baby. Let's go take it back. RL, come on in. Hey, that's a wonderful idea. 
And also, if you have the contacts in all 50 states, or is it 57 states, according to Obama, uh, (laughs) you should uh, call all of them and uh, get this going across this nation. Well, I'm going to talk to to uh, Representative Click. Click. He's going to call me back. He went in. He's going to call me back, and I'm going to pour, I'm going to say, "How can we make this happen? How can we make this happen?" And you know, I felt bad. No, not bad. That's not the right word. Because when he was standing up, wrapping up the thing, when I was in the in the rotunda there, when he was making, I thought, "Dang, gone. The Lord's all over this guy." As I'm listening to it, only to find out later he's a pastor. I didn't know it. Right? The Lord is all over him. Truth was all over him. Truth was all over Jenna Powell. All over her as she spoke the truth. Folks, we, oh, come on. Come on, we can win if you want to. Now, you want to sit around and be glad we're losing, then that's a whole other thing. I ain't playing on that team. I want to win. I want to mm-hmm. win. Hey, let's overthrow those, those rhino Republicans that are running. Let's get those bastards out of there. That's, a, that's not a dirty word. That's in the Bible, right? Let's do it, man. Let's let's get our spiritual forces going. Let's let's take it back. I'm sick of it. Coach, I'm sick of what's going on with Bill Dumpy? I'm sick. Of it. Okay, I'm, I I had an epiphany this morning. Spencer, you better look that up because I want people to know what that is. Because when I was a Catholic, we talked about the uh, the month of Epiphany or something. I can't even remember what that. Some religious thing we had to do. An epiphany. What's an epiphany? An epiphany is. A Christian festival, yada, yada, yada. An epiphany, in my mind, is a revelation. I had a, I had a revelation, right? I had a revelation. I want to share it with you because, you know, I'm a wordsmith. And I've got thinking about uh, transgenderism. Transgender. Remember, words have meaning, right? Words have meaning. See, he's looking up. Epiphany on something else. By the way, if you go to Webster's, you'll find the words are changing. They're not always there. Okay, there it is. Number two, an epiphany is an appearance or manifestation, especially of a divine being. Good, there it is. A revealing scene or moment. I had an epiphany this morning as I was doing show prep here. I I, I came across this word. <clears throat> Gender affirming therapy. Gender affirming Therapy. So what? Gender affirming therapy. So you know me. Words mean something. What does gender mean? Let's go to Webster a minute. Let's go to Webster real quick. Because these are the terms. Remember, change the words, change the world. Gender. What's gender? Gender. This is in 1828. Gender was a sex, male or female. (laughs) That was a gender, right? A gender. In grammar, it's a different kind of words to express the distinction of sex. Usually a different determination. He, she, yada. That's where all this crap comes from, right? This gender, gender. Okay, so so now they're, they're selling to us, and I heard it over and over, and they read it in the bill, gender-affirming care. There. Okay, what's affirming mean? What's affirming? Affirming. Affirming. Asserting. Declaring positively or confirming. So it's male or female confirming therapy. Is that right? Care, therapy. Gender affirming therapy or care. And I said, what's going on here? They said, what do they call it, coach? They call it gender dysphoria. 
And I thought, man, I don't know if I've ever used that word or not, dysphoria. So they started telling me about it. Is that something that comes with with being a transgender? You have dysphoria? Is that something that, like, is that a hormone based? What is it? So I went to Webster's. Old Mr. Webster had never heard of the word, of course. But new Mr. Webster, look what he says. A state of feeling very unhappy, uneasy, or dissatisfied. Vinny, boom! Let me ask you something, folks. Have you ever felt very unhappy, uneasy, mm-hmm. or dissatisfied? Huh? Gender affirming care of their feeling bad, of their feeling unhappy. They're feeling dissatisfied. And because they are feeling unhappy, uneasy, or dissatisfied, they want to change definitions of all history of what a man is, what a woman is. And they're winning. They're winning. Mm. They're winning. Because why? They feel unhappy. They feel unhappy. Now, I don't know about you. When I was younger, before I knew the Lord, you know how I felt unhappy? I mean, you know what I did when I was unhappy? I drank me a six-pack. I got happy. <laughs> right? Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're supposed to say that the job of the government now is to make everybody feel good. Let's make everybody feel good. How about this? And I wrote down a couple of these. Uh, how about fat affirming? Is there anybody out there who is, pull up affirming again. Pull that up. There. No, this is for you. Pull up this for you. Is there anybody out there today who is feeling unhappy, uneasy, or dissatisfied because they're fat? I know a few. I'd be one of them. Is there anybody out there who is uh, feeling unhappy, uneasy, or dissatisfied because they're short? I am. I feel that every once in a while. I, I do. Is there anybody out there feeling very unhappy? Une- Can they give me growth hormones? Make me taller. Can they do? Can I do that? Can I go? Uh, can I? Is there some way I can go get get involved in height affirming therapies? Or is that out there? I want to be like Steve Deck. I want to be tall. I want to be tall, dark, and handsome. And I feel uneasy and happy of it. What about? Uh, is there anything such as? Uh, oh, how about ugly affirming care? Is there any ugly affirming care out there? Can I just go get? Will the government pay for me to get facelifts? I need, look, I'm ugly affirming. I need ugly affirming care. I need people to tell me I'm not ugly. I want them to give me hormones. I want them to cut off parts of my body. I don't want to be ugly. Is there anybody out there who would be, uh, how about this? How about pedophile affirming care? Why, heck yes. We ought to give them their own magazine with little children in it. We ought, to, we ought to set up places where they can go. We want them to feel good about who they are, right? Because they have a dysphoria. Folks, do you see where this stuff goes? I'm using the absurd to show us exactly what's going on all around us. Anybody else out there want to raise your hand and say, Coach, you're right. I need a firm. I'm unhappy, uneasy, and dissatisfied. How about this? Poor affirming. Anybody, would anybody like to have that? Some treatment for your poverty affirming? Uh, uh, is, there, is there? How about uh, 
for years and years. Cleveland Browns supporting. <laughs> I got a dysphoria for them. Hey, they never win. But we need them to win the Super Bowl so I would feel better about myself. I would be happy. I wouldn't be uneasy. I'd be satisfied. Do you see how ridiculous stuff is, folks? And they are in control of everything. So what is it? It's the freaking devil. It's only thing it can be. Okay, hang on a minute. Pull up uh, the word right beside this for you. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. You think the government media complex? I said, when did transgenderism first appear? Anybody know? Anybody know? Because, see, they're teaching our children today, excuse me, that it's, I mean, it's just a condition that's always been here. Oh, it's always been here. It's all been been here. Really? So I went to Wikipedia, which is just kind of a neutral. By the way, Wikipedia is written by people who, they add to Wikipedia. This isn't done by any group. So here's a timeline, transgender history. Transgender history. About that, in the 1965 work, sexual hygiene and pathology. Scroll down a little bit. I'm not trying to bore you. I'm trying to show you where we are. Look at that. They want us to tell us in 700 BC, 7000 BC, that there was uh, gender dysphoria, and 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 then all down. And then in the first millennium, one to 1000, why well, there was there was some there was some there too. And then 1000, 1900, where well, there was more. There's all kinds of gender dysphoria out there. Like people were really feeling bad about it, huh? Yeah. How about girl? How about women? Is it dysphoria for women who have flat chests? Now, any women out there have flat chests? And should I now go around and see some skinny woman with no boobs and say, "Oh, I love you, your huge boobs"? Should I should I start saying that to them? I mean, is that is that really where it are? So she'll feel better. Okay. So here we get first half of the 20th century. These people were all freaks. Here's a, here were the people that pushed it. They were all freaks. All of them were freaks. Scroll on down, 1930s, Nazis burned libraries, all down. First use of the English word transsexuality in the Oxford Dictionary was 1941. Transsexuality. In 1946, plastic surgeon, 1946. Some of you were alive then. Harold Giles carries out a female to male sexual reassignment surgery, 1946. Then down through the 50s, and it explains it. Boom. And then here we are scrolling up there. Term transject, the term transgender. Somebody said, I didn't know this, coach. Of course we didn't. The term transgender is coined by psychiatrist John Eleven of Columbia University in 1965. In all of history, all of history, this word didn't even exist. Huh? Hey, hey, Spencer, they think I'm lying. Go to Webster's, type in transgender, see what comes up. Transgender. No results now. Change the words and you change the world, right? Change the words and you change the world. So I, yeah, you can go to Wikipedia. Okay, here in the 70s. Here in the 70s, things start to amp up a little bit, right? Oh, yeah, 1973, Gay Liberation Front. Of course, could it be possible? Listen, are you looking at me? Could it be possible that innately, at the at the root of transgenderism, is homosexuality? Could that really, really be it? The transsexuals are really homosexual. Yep. Uh, Sweden became the first country in the world to allow trans people to legally change their sex. Nineteen seventy-two. Chile allows a trans woman. Nineteen seventy-six. Renee Richards, remember she played tennis. 
Remember, remember we made fun of Renee Richards? Folks, this, I was in college. I was in college then. I graduated the year before. 1980s, human rights campaign. Oh, there we go. They get involved. Oh, yeah. Why, why is the human rights campaign involved? Because they want to destroy everything Christian. That's why. And so they found a hook here, and man, oh, man, off they went. Age. Huh? Look at this, huh? Look at this evolution of this gender identity. The gender identity in 1998 was added to the mission of the parents of friends, lesbians, and gays. So what did they do? Friends, lesbians, they went out and brought gender identity in because they took all these minorities because they need more people. I want fat people, tall people, skinny people, women without boobs, men with small penises. I want them to have their own group as well. They're dysphoric about it. They're, they're disappointed and upset, upset about it. With me? Do you think I'm being stupid here? Go down to 2000. And the transgender pride flag was first flown at a pride parade in 2001. Hey, friends, today, transgenderism dominates our culture. How's that happened? Put this in the chat. You can go ahead. Then go down. I got some more stuff. Does anybody want to say anything? Dan Woodcock does. Come on in. Hey, Coach, any of those crazy, idiotic dysphorias that you rattled off would be fully supported if they prevented young people from starting a family, too. Oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that boom, Dr. Paul? It's all about depopulation. If they can get men having sex with men, men getting their whackers cut off, women getting their vaginas mutilated, not being able to reproduce, so they go into the public schools and they bombard us with transgender, transgenderism, transgenderism, transgenderism. And then they're surprised that all of a sudden some kids, maybe to get attention, some of them maybe, start thinking, you know, maybe that's me. Maybe I'm a he, him. Maybe I'm a he, she. Maybe I'm a do. So let's change all the pronouns. So ultimately we can mess with these people and get into change and cut off and build in. And then they won't be able to reproduce. That'd be, that'd be a good plan, wouldn't it? That'd be a good plan. And you know what happens? The church, instead of opposing it, embraces it. Embraces them. Does your church have a fat person ministry? Does your church have a tiny boob ministry for the women who are feeling bad there? Do they have a ministry for soft, I'm sorry, for short white men? I'd like to be in that ministry. I've often felt discriminated against because that's one of the first things people say. They see me. I thought you'd be taller. I say, you bigot? You bigot? Why would you say that? My whole life they've been picking on me because I'm small. They called me runt. They called me tiny. They called me diminutive. They were always, uh, I want them to call me tall. Call me big now. See, that's, that's where the stupid stuff ends. Are you with me? And so that's why we have to draw the line at it and say, no more. No more of this stuff. No more. Because they've got all of us focusing on our own, own particular birth defect. Or, uh, see, can I say this? Yeah, I'm going to say it whether I can or not. Uh, evidently being black's birth defect. That's what, they, that's, that's what they want us to believe, see. Those poor minorities, that's a birth defect. Or a minority. It's a birth defect. Now, somebody's going to grab that clip 
and say that Coach Day said the being blacks birthday thing. And you all know that's not what I said, right? That's right. Okay? That's how they play the game. That's how they play the game. And until we understand that the battle's over, truth, speaking the truth, standing up for the truth, and no matter how bad somebody feels, look, Steve Deck, how tall are you, Steve Deck? Six four. Six foot four. And if Steve Deck went to the doctor and said, Doc, listen, I gotta tell you something. I'm constantly bumping my head on the when I walk into a room. Constantly. Get tired of doing it. Doc, could you make me shorter? Huh? Could you could you cut off? Could you cut cut off at the knees and then reattach my my feet to my knees. Could, could you? How about that, Doc? Cut me off. Cut off from my knee down, and then just attach my feet to my femur, where my knee was. Just can you just put my feet? We would laugh and say that is absolutely crazy, Steve. You're tall. You're handsome. You're a wonderful guy. Why are you worrying about how tall you are, Steve? That's the way the Lord met you. Met you because why? He wants to make people feel good. Now I'm going to stop right here because this is a freaking home run I'm talking about here. I ain't never heard anybody argue it. Come on in, Randy. Yep. Yep. Coach, I I, I love it. I love your point. What yeah, we have to use absurdity to expose absurdity. And 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 you're doing it, you know, you're doing it with truth. But but coach, there's gonna be some that might hear, but look, they they watch Jesus do miracles. Okay. They watched it. They watched it. They but they had already decided they had to blackball him and murder him and kill him. Okay. The word that's some of the same people we're facing today. So is, that's right. You know, don't cast your pearls before swine, you know, move on to the next one that might be able to hear this message because some of these people, and, and if we can't see that God has an enemy and that he hates evil, <laughs> and if it's in that person, that's, he hates that. Yep. If we can't see that, we're not going to ever fight this fight, Coach. So, Randy, we're not going to let the minority redefine American Christian culture. We're not going to let that. Amen, that. Coach. Amen. That's Keep what it comes down to at the beginning. I'm sorry. I'm sorry uh, for the somebody who has gender dysphoria, whatever that means. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to let you change all of American society because you don't feel comfortable in your skin. Isn't that, coach, isn't that yeah, Coach. Jesus, you know, he said one other thing, Coach. He said that the children of this age are wiser than the children of light. Okay, yep. they're more savvy. They know how to cheat, steal, mm-hmm. lie, yep. deceive, and all that. We can do it with truth. We have to become savvy, too, but we have to do it with truth. We have to get tougher. I mean, and, and this is what we're doing. We're, you're, you're teaching us. So trying to we, can, we can win this fight, Coach, if we'll just yep. fight. Yep, yep, yep. So, so how much longer will it be before they say it's okay for men to have sex with their dogs? Oh, I love my dog. My dog loves me. Huh? You say, oh, that's ridiculous. Is it? Where does this trail end, folks? Where does it end? Lauren. Um, the Lord says, you know, we're not supposed to look at the outward appearance because he doesn't, and he looks at the inward heart. And there's several scripture verses based on what the Lord says about the outward appearance. And especially when he called, Jesus called them whitewashed tombs. And that's what this is all becoming is one big whitewashed tomb. My daughter is five feet tall. I just tell her she's vertically challenged. It doesn't mean she can't get to it. So solve the problem a different way. Well, no, 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 we all need to start calling her tall. 
Yeah, that ain't happening. Not in my house. I don't okay. care what anybody and 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 you know, it, it just it just infuriates me that there's always an excuse why you fail. I'm a single mom raising my daughter who's got serious challenges that was that was put on her by by Christians and everybody else on the planet except for the Lord who said, you keep reaching as high as you can and I'll help you get to wherever you need to get. You know, and everybody's got a reason why you fail. Why Why isn't there a reason why you succeed? And that's what's so good about every morning, Monday through Friday, and then on the weekends, we, and then off, when you're off the air, we're still feeding into one another's lives. Amen, amen, amen. That's right. And this amen. is what, and you know what? And I can be thankful for COVID for that. Because, yeah. Yeah. right? Because yeah. I, I'm thankful to COVID because because I'm I'm part of a, this the past assault community. You found you found a tribe, didn't you? You found a tribe. I found a tribe, and thank you, COVID. Amen. Amen. And, thank you, COVID. This name, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord, called according to His purpose. Jack, come in, then Muriel. I got to answer your question on uh, marrying my dog. Um, we let them take bestiality out of the Uniform Court of Military Justice in 2012 in the National Defense Authorization Act. So, yeah, we're going it's to quit it's, what it's, talking. It's on, the, it's on the, hey, my dog loves me. He never complains. Well, then then we should put that feet to it and get marriage licenses. I'm yeah. going to marry my dog and my parrot. Yeah, I think my dog likes it. I think he enjoys it when we have sex. I think, yeah, I think. He's, he's never complained. He's never complained. Nope. He barks actually. Never says no. Yeah, yeah. And why why not? Who am I hurting? Who am I hurting? Right? It's crazy, folks. Muriel. Muriel Simmons, come on in. You gotta unmute yourself. <clears throat> Go ahead, RJ. Yeah, Coach, you want to hear something funny. You're, as, as you're unfolding this uh, epiphany, right, yep. I get a text from my son, and, and I, I, uh, I mentioned something to him about the topic here. You know, where does this come from? He, he said, I was just reading in the Talmud, the, the Jewish Talmud, where it's okay to molest a child under nine. Having sex with children under nine is okay. It's in so, there, baby. Yep. Yeah, right there. So I'm telling him you need to get on the on the talk here at Coach Dave's group this morning. <laughs> Amen. All right. Thank Amen. you. Craig. Well, you know, I put in the chat there. Um, Coach, I think you just need to go to your driver's license and update it to six four <laughs> instead of five four. <laughs> Because in California, you can you can change your, you can change your gender identity. Well, I, I feel six four. Feel well, then go get a license that says it. My gosh, I'm. I think we, it's going to make you feel better. But no, that's the, right. Because I am six four on the inside. They just squeezed me into this little body. Well, then you should have a right to have a driver's license that reflects that. Can you tell me I'm not that big? Can you tell me? Do you know how I feel inside? Uh, it makes it harder for the police to you know when you rob the store to look for you. But oh, you know oh, who yeah. cares that right? Yeah. But here's the bigger thing, Coach, and this is it's a spiritual thing about it. Let's go back to you know Balaam and Balak and the talking donkey. They couldn't they couldn't curse Israel. 
But what they did is they put the women on the other side of the Jordan and they intermarried. And over a time of generation, they lost the providence of God's hand on them. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it allows judgment to fall on the country, on the nation. That's the spiritual realm working here. Mm-hmm. Now it allows God to lose his hand of providence is off our nation. And now judgment comes. That's the, that's the ultimate strategy. Amen. Do you understand, folks, that they are pushing their morality on us? They want to codify into law their morality. There is no neutral ground on this, friends. There's no neutral ground. They're trying to tell us what we have to believe and what we have to accept. You keep your religion to yourself. We're going to teach it to your children, whether you like it or not. Mary Beth, come on in. Hey, um, I have a friend who's who's short, and so one lady called him a big man in a little body. So there you go. That's right. Well, that's what I said. Some somebody told me this. And he said, Coach Dave, you may be only five seven. I'm probably not that tall, really. But you, you, but you're man. You're seven foot on the inside. I said, No kidding, dude. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You're looking at this little body, huh? You put me. I don't know why you put me in this body, but I'm big, man. I'm huge on the inside. I'm a giant slayer on the inside. That's Napole- always Napoleon. 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 Look, what do they call that, Roger? They call that small man syndrome or whatever. Huh? Well, I'm just saying. I'm saying Napoleon, baby. Napoleon yeah. conquered I'm, all of Europe. I'm small man syndrome because I'm a big man locked up inside a little package. <laughs> That's all it is, huh? So see, when you hear me talk, you're looking at my body. Say, well, that little that little punk. Why? Because you ain't, you can't see, man. You can't see who I really am. Pull up for me real quick. Healthline. Which one was that? Healthline. I gotta show you this. Folks, we got we got come on, we got good. Hey, good. Okay. Types of gender affirming care. I can't believe that you would get right there. That's exactly where I wanted you on that page. Huh? Types of where is it? Go right up, go above it. Now go, yeah. Types of gender affirming. Are you ready? Here's gender affirming. What does affirm mean? What does affirm mean? Go back there, Spencer. What is affirm? Because words mean something. Agree with. What's affirm? Affirm means to uh, make firm, to establish, to declare something, uh, to assert positively, to tell with confidence, to avert, to declare the existence of something, to maintain, huh? As opposed to affirm, so we have to we have to agree with them. Okay, so here's gender affirming care, hormone blockers. Wait a minute, hormone blockers. They're going to inject something inside a man that turns him into feminine feminine traits. Really, what does that bring? Slow development of libido, decreased bone density. Halted height growth. Maybe that's what happened to me. I, I, all those, those are all me. Maybe that's why, Roger, maybe somewhere along the line, there's somebody I can sue. My parents must have given me hormone blockers. Go to the next one. And by the way, the older you get, huh? Oh my goodness. Anti androgen medications. What? These medications lower levels of testosterone in the body and can be used by cis intersex and trans people to reduce testosterone masculinity. See, see, they want to oppose nature. They want to oppose nature. Hormone replacement treatment. That involves 
a regular dose of testosterone or estrogen. Look, they're turning you in to what you feel you are. Next one. There's all types of HRT. Go next one. This is all good, huh? Stuff they got on the internet's amazing. Testosterone laser hair removal. Oh, golly, they, they get all my hair off my face. Yeah, yeah. Surgical options. Huh? Yeah. Double mastectomy, breast augmentation, phalloplasty. I think it has something to do with the penis, doesn't it? Phalloplasty is a complete procedure that constructs a penis. <laughs> This is so ridiculous. If we would have talked about this 50 years ago, it would have been science fiction. Or then you can have an orchiectomy. This surgery involves removal of one or both testicles. Oh, good. You get a hysterectomy. You can have facial surgeries. All of this to change your biology. And the church is endorsing this stuff. Uh, bottom line, gender-affirming health care is for anyone who needs it. <laughs> well, since people have used GAC for decades with relatively little oversight, trans people's access to GAC is still heavily controlled and restricted. Major city. Let me ask you something. Hey, Paul. Hospitals making any money off this stuff, Paul? You betcha. Huh? Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Children's Hospital. I wonder how much money Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio, is making off of turning boys into girls and girls into boys. I wonder if they contribute to those who are for that process. Oh, you mean like Michael DeWine, the governor who vetoed it, got all these donations from gender-affirming Hospitals, well, dang gone. Shazam, Andy. Shazam, Andy. Follow the money, right? Follow the money. Oh, my God. Good. Time for Joe Allen and Rochelle. Go, Joe. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have been following the latest trend on uh, football teams, but the man that's getting touchdowns is either 5'6 five, or 5'5. Five, five. College teams, this. Just like they're hiring Australia kickers. So I wouldn't worry about the hype because they're the ones getting the touchdowns. <laughs> Little guys are hard to tackle. Yeah, yeah, they are. Michelle. Hey, good morning, team. Good morning, coach. Um, I wanted to address we, somehow, of course, we're talking about the Talmud in here. Or, and um, so in the chat, somebody asked where that came, you know, is what is that verse? So I looked, I looked that up, and it's Sanhedrin 55B says. Put it in the chat, and, Jared, and we can pull it up. It okay. Says if a girl is raped, she, if she is younger than three, she is still considered a virgin for the sake of later marriage. If she is older than three, it is considered rape. And one of the compensations is that her father may demand the perpetrator marry her as well as pay the criminal penalties. So if you're younger than three, it doesn't talk about any penalties because you're still considered a virgin. And if you're older than three, then you just get married off. So um, that's where they're saying this is what's stated in the Talmud. We don't want to believe that, though. I'll I'll put it in there. 
Yeah, start telling the truth, and we get to be we get to be anti-Semitic. So, folks, I, I gave you some ammo today, and as hard as it is, we have to realize we have to swim upstream against the culture. We have to swim upstream. The culture is designed to generate America. That's what it's designed. The culture is designed to destroy Christianity. Culture is designed to do that. So when we begin to speak up against this, what are they going to say? Well, Paul Gosselin, he hates transgenders. He hates queers. He hates blacks. He hates women. He hates dogs. Anytime you have an opinion opposite to the standard acceptable opinion, it's because you're a hater. huh? That's where it is. We have to embrace the hate, realize the way the game's played, and continue to press on, my friends. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on, see you on Monday.